in a crucial stage. It's not because of foreign wars we wage. It's more to do with the colors blue and red. Too many laws and too much government. Can you tell me where the Constitution went? The Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread. So many people trying to cross the border. Politicians build a new world order. Too many minds are convinced they should be led. I've gotta be free the way God made men, and I won't be ruled by the damn UN. Taking your right to self-defense. They say you're safe, but they don't make sense. Dangerous ones will not turn in the guns. Always ask for more. All we buy is made on foreign shores. Come a day when there'll be real hell to pay. I've gotta be free the way God made men, and I won't be ruled by the damn UN. Welcome to today's broadcast of Tapping to the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I am your ever-so-humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap, coming to you from historic, lovely, beautiful, way-too-hot-as-of-late East Tennessee, Roan County, to be specifically. Uh, of course, some of you may say, well, that's not very specific, Tim. You're saying an entire county. Well, I've got pretty strong ties to almost every part of the county, and sometimes I do randomly broadcast from various locations that are from different parts of the county, uh, so most of the time uh, that's pretty much accurate. I have been known to occasionally broadcast from Knoxville proper, and occasionally from Gatlinburg, and uh, occasionally from some other places in East Tennessee. Uh, the one place I haven't broadcasted from, although I probably should have, is few years back on a vacation when I was in Florida. However, neither that's here nor there. Uh, we've got to get started, okay? Uh, yesterday I did one hour broadcast, and I think I'm going to try to target one hour again tonight, uh, mostly so that there's enough material specifically uh, for the terrestrial radio stations to still be able to air for Friday, and uh, we'll kind of go from there. Uh, try to get back on the regular schedule next week. I, I fingers crossed. Crazy things keep happening, but some of the craziest things that are happening have to do with what's actually going on in the world of politics. So, less talk 
politics. Specifically, let's talk the Biden administration and uh, the latest uh, uh, controversy should be, would be, if the mainstream legacy media would actually stop taking the side of the Democrats. And I think we are starting to see a lot of the media start to realize that if they want to keep their party in power, they are going to have to throw Biden under the bus. So maybe we'll start seeing some of this with this story, although I kind of doubt it because they're going to want to try and protect the illegals involved too. You see, the Biden administration's paying upfront cash or reimbursements to underage illegal migrants or their relatives, the folks that will be sponsoring them here in the U.S., uh, to cover their travel to communities all across this great land of ours. This is according to some federal documents that were attained first by the Daily Wire and uh, has been, you know, the news has been seeping out. The Department of Health and Human Services uh, document in question, which deals with the settling of unaccompanied minor illegal migrants in the U.S., says that under the category Sponsor Travel Support, that U.S. taxpayers will foot the bill if the minor can't. Meaning, if some broke kid from Honduras unaccompanied, manages to get across our border, well, then it's up to us to pay for his travel, to get him to his sponsored family. Whether their sponsored family happens to be a border town in southwest Texas or happens to be a lovely community in the center of Illinois or perhaps even somewhere just a smidge outside of uh, Delaware. Doesn't matter where. Remember, under the Biden administration, officially every part of the country became a border town. Every state in the Union, Hawaii included, has become a border state, a, a southern border state, to be more specific. Because, you know, we haven't just opened the gates and let these people come in, but we've been paying for them to travel wherever uh, their little hearts desire. I mean, the one taste of their own medicine kind of thing going on in both Texas and Arizona is they have been getting volunteers, of course, uh, busing some of these illegal migrants to D.C. I kind of feel like that's a, a pretty good move, actually, to let the senators and the members of the House get a good idea of what it actually looks like to be a border town. You know, they have been hiding behind their really tall fenced fences and walls and and all their armed security when they keep telling us we don't need to be able to protect ourselves kind of thing. But, yes, this is what this document says. Uh, sponsor travel support is the category, and U.S. taxpayers will be paying for that. Now, historically, the Office of Refugee Resettlement had a 20% funding cap on travel for sponsors if a sponsor was unable to pay. Uh, this is actually in the document as well. This cap has been lifted and supplementally funded requests are now permitted. Supplemental funding requests are permitted. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? I know you do. I just keep doing it because I'm very frustrated when I see this. As of March 22nd of 2021, 
again, according to this document, and this is a completely legitimate document, as of, let me say it again, March 22nd of 2021, ORR can pay for the sponsor, the UC, which is shorthand for unaccompanied child, or escort travel up front as well as reimbursement. So basically all the expenses involved with moving unaccompanied minor to points unknown within the U.S. I mean, they know where they're sending them, but we have no idea because uh, we're just the folks paying for that bill. What right do we have to know? Anyway, that's part of a transfer of physical custody, uh, again, quotations here from the document, in which once HHS, Office of Refugee Resettlement, approves a UC, again, unaccompanied child, for release, the care provider collaborates with the sponsor to ensure physical discharge happens within three calendar days. Whenever possible, sponsors are expected to come to where where, uh, the provider is or to a designated off-site location with identification, meaning at the very least now they're starting to realize whoever's already here, we expect them to have some type of documentation to prove they are who they say they are. I guess that's a step in the right direction. kind of helps prevent some of these unaccompanied uh, folks from being sold into direct slave labor, uh, which often happens with a lot of these folks that get smuggled across by coyotes. At any rate, the document also says that the Unaccompanied Children Program includes children who travel to the United States seeking refuge from poverty. And that by law, HHSORR has custody and must provide care for each UC. Again, an accompanied child. It says it has done so for more than 400,000 children. It says it attempts to unite the children with sponsors such as relatives, but... For nearly 8% of children, none can be found. Those children are released at age 18, but until then they remain in custody of the uh, Human Health and Services Department. Uh, Wow. 8%. I'd be curious to see exactly how accurate that is. Uh, I got a feeling it's probably a little more than that. If we, if we were to know the truth, I mean, to, to be fair, it says nearly eight percent, and we know how the folks that are currently in charge have trouble with actual math, so their estimates can be really, really off. Like it could be somewhere around eighty-seven percent. They say, well, nearly eight percent. Now, I'm not suggesting it's quite that bad, but. I I think it's actually I don't know I don't know which is worse now that I think I was gonna say I think it's actually worse if they keep a, a smaller number there completely uh, on their own accord because then we're talking about uh, at least we're not paying for them to travel to all parts of the country but on the other hand it does mean that we are paying for their 
complete and total upkeep for the entirety of their time until they become legally recognized as an adult. But, uh, you know, I think that might be changing soon, too. Anyway, uh, HHS Administration for Children and Families, whose logo is on the document, did not immediately return requests for comment from multiple sources. The last mile unification expenses come on top of travel that taxpayers are already funding to bring illegal migrants from the border to cities across the interior of the United States. There was an investigation that was done, again, by the Daily Wire in particular, that was published this week that used aircraft data to show hundreds of charter flights affecting nearly every state. That appears to be ferrying illegal migrants across the U.S. pursuant to government contracts. So, on Christmas night, for example, there were two flights carrying some 240 migrants from Texas that landed in eastern Pennsylvania, prompting one lawmaker to observe that the border crisis was now a national problem. Well, way to go. Congratulations. I'm glad you clued in. We are literally talking about a situation that's been ongoing for a while. I mean, it's been a national issue. It's just taken a while before the days of us actually funding them uh, being traveled to all parts. It just took a little time for them to spread out on their own. But it was reaching at least, at the very least, the entirety of the lower 48. I'm sorry, if you happen to be a millennial, that's actually uh, an old school reference to the 48 continuous states. It does not include Alaska and Hawaii. You know, that's just just to help you out. (laughs) I know most of you guys are aware. Anyway, excuse me. It's just the analysis of this article uh, that I'm referencing from the Daily Wire with the the flights going across to nearly all 50 states. It focused on small airlines offering charter services that appear to be running special immigrant-only planes for the government. Uh, that includes Avello, uh, iAero. Uh, Swift Air, uh, World Atlantic, and Global Crossing. These are the primary uh, airliners that have been used for this purpose. Now, uh, we're, we're really looking at a situation where for months, illegal border crossings have been at record levels. I mean, it's like nearly every day we set a brand new record. As of December of 2021, there were zero migrant families held in U.S. detention centers. They just, oh, come in, we'll process you, there you go. Go be free. What, you got nowhere to go? Oh, where you want to go, we'll take you. We'll load you up on a bus or we'll put you on an airplane. Want to go to Chattanooga, Tennessee? All right, we got a flight going. Now, don't worry, don't think there's anything suspicious. The flight is heading out a little late in the evening. But, uh, you know, that's so that you can avoid all the stress and strain and hustle and bustle of normal uh, airport hours. And it's not even really for the illegal migrants. Uh, 
It's for the convenience of you and me, guys. I mean, they were really being thoughtful for the U.S. citizen here. Because if they had brought them in during normal business hours for most airports, then uh, these extra flights would just be an hour away when we're trying to go about our daily business. So, you know, they, they just uh, it's certainly not at all an effort in any way to try and keep us from knowing what they're up to. No, 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 that's, that's conspiracy theory. Ah, that's just craziness. That's something like that guy Tim would say, that Tim Tap guy. You know who I'm talking about. Data on illegal migrants under the Biden administration. It's been so suspicious that even a nonpartisan academic group has long-tracked immigration stopped processing data on what happens to minors who cross the border illegally because it has determined that the data is, quote, too faulty to be trusted. Basically says that the Biden administration has ignored its warnings about the flaws. Well, guess what? They're not ignoring the warnings about the flaws. The flaws were intentional. They don't want us to know the numbers because they know that we would have one more reason to want to put these folks uh, up uh, by their petards, hoist them up, tar and feather them while we're at it, and then run them out of town on a rail. Not figuratively, but literally. Put them on a rail, carry them, lift them up, and take them out of town and put them out. Just dump them down as soon as you cross the city limits, uh, whatever town they happen to be in. If we knew the truth of everything they were doing— This is the kind of thing – that's the real reason they actually had some legitimate fear on January 6th. It's not because they didn't know that riots had been taking place since the death of George Floyd. It's not that they didn't know that police stations were being burned down with police officers still inside on some occasions. That federal court buildings weren't being attacked and attempted to be burned down. They were well aware that this kind of thing was going on everywhere else. But you see, that's happening there. They didn't get to see that live in person. So as soon as they see something that's even remotely like a real riot where they might actually be the target of the anger, well, they get a little nervous, don't they? And not to sound like I'm trying to encourage any kind of violence, because I'm certainly not. But it would certainly appear that if they continue down the current path they're on and refuse to acknowledge that they need to change course instead of doubling, tripling, quadrupling down on their current path, there's good reason for a lot of Americans to be so worked up that these kind of things are going to happen. Tragically, we still live in a time where the current DOJ is going to spend way more time trying to track down somebody like me for just saying what I just said because they're going to claim that I'm encouraging violence and trying to make it okay, normalize the idea. But I'm not. It's not going to matter to them. Chuck E. Schumer can talk about unleashing the whirlwind all he wants and when assassins show up on uh, Justice Kavanaugh's doorstep – Uh, Well, that has nothing to do with them. It's all freaking one way. Talking about the January 6th thing, I I know most of you guys aren't paying attention to it. Honestly, I'm not either. 
But I did get a kick out of this uh, most recent narrative they're trying to push. Oh, it's such a terrible thing. They try to influence electors. They try to put pressure on electors not to vote the way they had sworn to, um, but to vote differently. I find that humorous because I seem to recall a lot of folks on the left in the media, from Hollywood, even a few elected officials at the national governmental level with a D at the end of their name, talking about how, I don't know, uh, some of these folks should ignore what they've sworn to do, uh, you know, vote for Donald Trump and during the electoral college meeting. Forget about that and vote your conscience. There's about 38 of you, and that would be enough. I heard that from like four different sources back in the time, back in the day, right before the official vote at the Electoral College. There's about 38 of uh, these folks that we know have a conscience, that we know can be reached, and they were trying to pressure them then. But, you know, the rule, of course, is and always has been when it comes to these people that, uh, you know, uh, whatever we do is fine, and whenever you do the same thing, it's horrible, and you must be stopped, and you must pay a terrible price, and oh my goodness gracious, just another day. We've got this this document. Thank you, Daily Wire, by the way, for getting this out and so that the rest of us can talk about it. A lot of very good, actual, honest-to-goodness journalism going on over the Daily Wire. Proud to be sipping out of my leftist tears cup right now. Well, it's a travel mug, really, but, oh, it works so good. I've told you guys before about having finally broke down and become a, a member of the Daily Wire, uh, did that back when they made the announcement that they would be fighting the vaccine mandates. We're not going to do it. We're going to fight it. We're going to go to court and say, well, you guys are going to need some money. So that was it. That was the final straw. There you go. Joined the membership, and so far I've been enjoying it greatly. Just uh, finally got around to watching the new Gina Carano Western movie over there, uh, Terror on the Plains. Good movie. Uh, if you like Westerns, you'd like it. If if you haven't seen it already, but are already a member of the Daily Wire, then by all means, spend some time. Got kind of intense in a couple of places, but you know, I, the thing I really uh, enjoyed most is that the, the pacing reminded me a lot of Unforgiven, one of Clint Eastwood's last Westerns. Did it with Morgan Friedman. Uh, that The pacing was so different from a lot of the Westerns that you'd seen up to that point. The story was good, and it was well done. And, uh, you know, Gina Carano, fantastic. And, you know, again, just proving that uh, Hollywood and the rest of the left, they can't cancel anybody if we don't let them. We stand up. We stand together. Now, Gina's not the only great performance in the movie either. I, I do not want to give away any spoilers for the folks that haven't already seen it, but yeah, I mean, so much good stuff going on. We've got a, a new documentary coming up soon, uh, talking about George Floyd. That, of course, is uh, I'm anxiously awaiting to see it. We uh, 
have the recent Matt Walsh, What is a Woman documentary. Fantastic over there. I keep saying we because I, as, as a member now, I feel like I'm part of that. I helped make that happen, and I'm very, very glad to be able to say that I am indeed part of that. But a lot of good stuff going on over there. And, I again, I highly recommend you. If right now, I, I know times are tough. They really are. And I really don't want anybody doing anything that they can't afford to do. But if you find value at all to anybody, whether... You love the folks over at the Daily Wire like Ben Shapiro, Michael Knowles, Matt Walsh, Candace Owens, Andrew Clavin, who's one of my favorites, uh, Kane and Company, uh, or not Kane, but uh, Crane and Company, uh, new sports show over there doing a podcast. Um, you know, those guys are doing great stuff over there. The movies from, what is it, uh, uh, they, they did the uh, the Hyperions not too long ago. Uh, they've got Run, Hide, Shoot. Run, Hide, Fight. Yeah, not shoot, but fight. Run, Hide, Fight. Uh, you know, it just... A lot of good stuff going on over there. And more stuff coming on. Anyway, let's get back to the show. I I'm, don't really want to promote the daily wire too much right here but i got nothing against them though i would highly recommend you uh check out dailywire.com all the time become a member if you can uh but you know if you if you don't like the folks there but you do like i don't know let's say the folks over at the blaze then go buy a membership there pay for help these people stay in business i mean I would say the same thing about uh, me. Uh, if if you find the kind of value, you can go to tapintothetruth.com, and you can go to uh, several places on the website, uh, several of those pages, and you can make a straight contribution. Although what I would really prefer you do is uh, get involved with some of these uh, affiliate companies and purchase something from them that you like and use the links that I'm providing so that I get the support from getting – uh, that little bit of uh, a finder's fee, if you will, uh, operating between the two of you. Just a small commission. That's what I'd prefer because then you get something of value besides helping to support the program. Now, <clears throat> still, if you find value in any of the things that we're doing, by all means, go support those folks because these people are going to need it more than ever moving forward. I mean, it's just that it's just that way. It's that simple. Uh, the economy is crap right now, though, and it's going to get harder and a lot harder for more and more people. But uh, we got to do what we got to do, and we've got to stand together. Uh, bottom line, that's that's it. We got to stand together. And you know, I'm at a point now where, thanks to inflation and some of these other ongoing things, where I'm kind of creeping to the point where the show's not really paying for itself anymore, and that's going to start making it a lot harder because I'm already. Uh, stretched much further than I have been in other places. And, you know, it, it's tough. And, and I don't sit here to whine me. You guys are out there doing the same thing. You're facing the same situations. Things are getting harder and harder. And now we have leftists going on television, going on news outlets, going on propaganda centers like MSNBC telling us to suck it up. 
telling us uh, that, the, yeah, the gas prices are bad, but this is a great opportunity to move to, to green energy. Is it, though? Green energy isn't ready. No guarantees based on as long as we've been working on the technology and how far the technology has advanced in the last three or four decades that it's ever going to be ready and certainly may never be able to surpass carbon-based fuels. The only green option you have is nuclear. If you're going to define green energy as being something that's not carbon-based. But that freaks the left out too. And in truth, it's moving to nuclear that will probably go a much longer way towards what we're talking about. Energy independence. But yeah, they're out there. Uh, go go buy an electric car. Ha 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 ha. So in the middle of getting daily warnings in places like Texas and California where they're telling you, hey, don't run your AC during the hottest parts of the day because that's going to put a strain on the system. But hey, yeah, go get you an electric car and plug them all up and keep them charged and running. Now, you, we've all seen the meme by now, right? Uh, basically pointing that out. But the part that they're not pointing out is how do you go get an electric car right now? Most of the electric cars you pretty much have to order in advance, and most of them, there's a waiting list. There's a waiting list because, again, the COVID shutdowns and the supply chain issues that have existed ever since then continues to have a backlog on computer chips that are necessary for building those vehicles. So, ha, 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 not only were they already three, four times more expensive than what most Americans could afford. But now those prices are going to continue to go further up because the supply continues to dwindle, which is also why new cars that are not electric are increasing in prices. And used cars are up now nearly two-thirds of what their market value would have been just four years ago. Two-thirds higher. I mean, that's it's crazy. Some more in-demand used cars have more than doubled what their market value would have been just four years ago. Oh, but you know, Biden's talking this, Biden's talking that. Oh, we're doing, we're still pumping more oil daily uh, here in the U.S. than the previous administration's average. Tricky word there, because technically he's telling you the truth. Technically, he's telling you the truth. The part he's not telling you is, uh, you remember that for 2020, a lot of what was being done pumping oil and natural gas here in the U.S. was kind of put on hold. Not a whole lot of demand going on. People were literally paying other people to take the options, the future options off of their hands. And there was all that. And they also conveniently forget that the first two years, when Trump was first trying to get things ramped up to get us to that energy independence, while well, he was fighting to undo all the damage to the uh, gas and oil companies that Barack Obama had done. So he was starting from a place where the previous administration to him had been trying to destroy these industries. But he was doing it slowly. He was doing it slowly, but not slow enough that we didn't have issues with it. 
Not slow enough that the idea of a tax holiday didn't come up with it. Of course, Barack told us then and there, that's just a useless gimmick and will do very little at easing the pain at the pump. But that's the only thing that Joe Biden has left in his bag of tricks. Problem with being a dinosaur from D.C. is you're still thinking about what would the Democratic Party promised 47 years ago. And even the timing involved that he's asking for, unless he's trying to build in a significant delay in Congress and uh, bringing forth this uh, gas holiday, which isn't going to happen anyway. They've made it pretty clear. It's a no-go. Uh, it would take a, a big change in sentiment to, to make this happen, to get through Congress. But if it was to be passed in the next couple of weeks, then this three-month gas tax holiday that he's suggesting, he being Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., a.k.a. A barely there Beijing Biden, uh, three months would have it expiring about a month before for the midterm election. So that would actually be the worst case scenario for Democrats because then they're going to get snapped back into a reality that it's probably going to be far worse between now and then anyway, even without the tax. You take the tax off, do you think these prices are coming down? No. Because there's nobody investing in refineries. There's nobody investing in new oil wells, new drilling equipment. Nobody is funding these major uh, companies to, to move forward and be able to take advantage of leases. The only – these 9,000 leases that Biden keeps talking about, keeps bragging about, well, that's a very small amount in the grand scheme of things. And most of these are either already uh, emptied <laughs> to land leases or they're strictly experimental. Well, they're going to have to spend a ton of money to go in and just look to see if there's anything of value there. And again, if you've spent the last two years trying to completely destroy this industry, which all the folks that live and, and breathe green have been trying to do, well, then guess what? There's no reason for these companies to invest. And there's no reason for people like you or me who might have been, I don't know, say – comfortable middle class before the Biden years. There's no reason why we would even buy stock in the big oil companies, which helps to keep them capitalized. There's no reason why we would invest in the company, so then the company's not going to be able to invest or, in their case, reinvest in their own company in any fashion. There's no reason to do it. We have been told uh, by big wigs in oil companies that it's not likely that we will ever see a new refinery built in the United States. Refinery capacity is still strong enough that we could be completely energy independent if we just would open up the lands that are available. But Biden's not doing that. He's intentionally not doing it, and he's lying, bold-faced lying to the American public every time he tries to put this off on the oil companies. They need to snap back and snap back at him hard. Guys, let's take that mid-hour break before I let this go any further. We're going to skip the... Uh, going to skip the uh, gun control things, but we're still going to work in an Edwards notebook. You guys don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after this brief break.
You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. Many Americans have concluded that Joe Biden and Nasty Pelosi should be retired from office immediately. But when I look across the political aisle, in some cases, it's not much better. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. The Second Amendment plainly states a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Traditionally, Democrats are known to be the anti-liberty party on a mission to obliterate our unalienable right of self-protection. On the other hand, the Republican Party was founded to be in opposition to the Democrat Party's tradition of slavery. Certainly, physical slavery is abolished, but political and intellectual slavery is the Democrat Party's calling card today. Democrats have maintained their mission of tyranny, and Republicans have far too often run away from the original identity of liberty, being pro-Constitution and acknowledging God. Mitch McConnell, like many Republicans, is more willing to vote for the Democrat red flag gun control bill. That has nothing to do with stopping thugs or protecting innocent victims from cretins seeking to shed innocent blood. But rather, it undercuts the Second Amendment and takes guns away from legal gun owners. The chronic lack of strong masculine energy and a woeful approach to governing fuels the desperate need for change before it's too late. I'm Ron Edwards. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. It's all been done. Oh, sorry, guys. I was just still jamming to the music. Hey, you know what? I, the last broadcast, I told you about one of our brand new uh, affiliates and uh, wanted to stay on the CDB bandwagon yet again. Uh, this time, instead of those lovely watermelon slices, <laughs> uh, the watermelon slice gummies, I thought I would introduce you to the gummy bears from the Relax line. Now, Relax Gummies CBD full-spectrum gummy bears, 1,000 milligrams, are natural. They are THC-free CBD edibles uh, sourced from hemp. Uh, add these premium gummy edibles infused with CBD from hemp plants to your daily wellness routine and you will be rewarded. Rewarded with a great tasting snack that helps you to relax. In fact, it's a fun and easy way to consume a high quality CBD uh, item. These relaxed gummy bears are the sweet and tangy CBD edible treats that let you snack with a purpose. It has never been so sweet and delicious to get all the benefits of high-quality CBD than with Relax Gummies CBD Full-Spectrum Gummy Bears. Get Relax Gummies and uh, get ready to relax. 
you go. What else can I say? All right, enough of that. I am not your daily drug dealer. <laughs> CBDs are not bad. Uh, Biden managed to do something else today that really made me think maybe I should move up to uh, maybe the Delta 8s or maybe even the Delta 10s. That's the ones that have the artificial uh, THC in them. Uh, those are still legal as of for the moment. We'll see how much longer. I have a feeling uh, we're going to see one of two things happen. Either marijuana is going to become completely legal in all 50 states, uh, which a year and a half ago, that would have been my bet. Uh, now it kind of seems like maybe some places are going to push back to where it's not going to happen. And if that ends up being the case, then in all the places that still refuse to legalize marijuana, uh, they're probably going to eventually do something about the synthetic THC as well. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, the Biden administration officially proposed extending Title IX's protections to... The transgender students. I need to get like an echo sound effect for that. Anyway, the proposed change would protect LGBTQI plus students from discrimination based on sexual orientation, gender identity, and sex characteristics. Uh, this according to a statement from the Department of Education. The department proposed that Title IX's change on the 50th anniversary of the Civil Rights Law, which, of course, bars schools that receive federal funding from discriminating based on sex. Basically, it was a way of creating women's sports. It was a way of making sure that female athletes would be able to participate and have fair opportunities to do so uh, to universities. Not real sure exactly how letting a guy compete as a girl goes very far towards protecting women's sports there, Joe. I mean, I know you're barely there and all, and I'm pretty sure the Chinese don't like the idea of transgenderism. So I'm not sure what the basis here is, except I suppose this is one of those policies that comes along that they just put up on the teleprompter right after they've given you your pudding and uh, slipped you into your slippers, and you're just waiting for that episode of Matlock to come on uh, so you can drift off to sleep. Or maybe not. I mean, maybe Joe Biden really does feel this way, and I just don't see it. But I just don't see it. I don't think this is really a Joe Biden issue. If I had to put money on it one way or the other, I'd say this is somebody in the administration that likes to pull strings from behind the curtain, uh, that this is one of their ideas. It's right up there with the loan forgiveness, which he also now has officially announced loan forgiveness for 200,000 uh, individuals. But that's another story, and we'll probably get into that later in the weekend. <sighs> 50th anniversary of Title IX, and here we are. When Title IX was first passed literally half a century ago, it was meant to protect the rights of women and girls in educational settings. Since then, it has been interpreted to apply to other protected classes, including LGBTQI2+, Amber Samp, uh, Pina Colada, uh, you know, those people. You know, so I throw in a penny colada because they're all a little fruity. Now, I'm going to get in trouble for that one. That's a funny joke, guys, okay? Take a joke. Anyway, I really am going to get in trouble for that one. I, I can, I'm surprised I'm not already getting email. 
Uh, anyway, uh, quoting here from Education Secretary Manuel Cordona in a statement from Manuel, of course. Over the last 50 years, Title IX has paved the way for millions of girls and women to access equal opportunity in our nation's schools and has been instrumental in combating sexual assault and sexual violence in educational settings. Exactly how is that, Manuel? I mean, Miguel, I'm sorry. Did I say Manuel? I did. I've been saying that since the beginning, haven't I? It's Miguel. Miguel Cordona. I should not forget that. I have a feeling that Miguel Cordona will show up in my house now and he will say, Hello, I am Miguel. Now <laughs> I'm mispronouncing the first name. I am Miguel Cordona. You killed my father. Now you will die. Uh, or something similar to that. And I, all I can really say in response to that is uh, that if that was to happen, I would look Miguel in the eyes and say, Inconceivable! Because it really would be. <laughs> That's the one sound effect I had ready to go. Okay, so anyway. Miguel Cordova really doesn't seem to understand what these laws do, which is not surprising because, you know, in the last broadcast we were talking about how we have Sonia Sotomayor, who doesn't seem to understand the history of the founders and the framers of the Constitution and what they were really fighting to establish when they wrote those many years ago that the U.S. federal government shall not pass a law prohibiting the free exercise of religion or to establish a religion as a national religion. She really didn't seem to understand. That is not building a wall of separation of church and state. That's just simply saying that the government is not going to choose winners or losers, but they want you to practice faith, and they want you to be open about your faith because they understood the document they were building only works for more than a few minutes for a people who are good, who are fundamentally moral. And the overwhelming majority of people that are relatively moral uh, tend to be those who follow a faith to adhere to a religious belief. That's not to say that you can't have some generally uh, moral beliefs and be agnostic or even straight up being a uh, <sighs> being a non-believer. I mean, personally, I'm a little more forgiving of the agnostics than I am of those who simply claim that God doesn't exist. But, uh, you know, they're, all, they're the ones who have to answer for all that. I, I'm not in a position to judge. Miguel, who will show up in my house and probably beat me up, because Miguel actually looks like he could scrap a little bit. I mean, I know a lot of people think they take a look at him and they're like, that guy? But, see, he's the kind of guy that grew up having to scrap. I, I, you all know the ones, those people that you look at and would underestimate till you see him in action. He strikes me as one of those guys. So I have no doubt that if Miguel Cordona showed up and said, hello, I am Miguel Cordona, 
I'd say, no, let me stop you right there, brother. I apologize for messing up your name. But everything else I said, I stand by. Okay, so uh, <laughs> anyway, part of this statement from Cortona said that as we celebrate the 50th anniversary of this landmark law, our proposed changes will allow us to continue that progress and ensure all our nation's students, no matter where they live, who they are, and whom they love. Isn't that their favorite thing to add to it? Like, love is love. Why does it matter who you love? Well, you know, it doesn't as long as you don't make it my business. Don't make it my business. That's all I ask. And you, again, I will say that it's probably not that surprising for regular listeners of the show, but would probably shock these leftists to find out how many other people feel the exact same way about that. Dude, you do you. Okay, just just don't make it my business, and I won't have to act like it is. That's a pretty simple equation. Live and let live in its very basic form. Oh, but no, they have to th- keep throwing that line in whom they love. Anyway, they're trying to ensure that their nation's students can learn and grow and thrive in school. How does extending this to transgenderism do any of that? Like any other thing that the left actually suggests, recommends, or wants to push, it doesn't really do any of the things that they say it should do. But that could be forgiven if for any point in time you could honestly believe that they believed it and were just mistaken. Most of these people actually already know better. They don't believe it. They're just trying to fool everyone that's willing to listen to them. Now, along with the changes on transgender students, this proposed rule would also overhaul the process by which schools handle sexual assault and sexual harassment allegations. The overhaul would nix changes made by the Trump administration that were intended to make the process more fair for accused students. While campaigning for president, barely there, Beijing Biden said that the Trump administration's changes shame and silence survivors. And he vowed to scrap them. Well, he's working on it right now, boys and girls. See, the new rules will, quote, restore vital protections for students in our nation's schools, which were eroded by controversial regulations implemented during the previous administration. Uh, This also from the Education Department. A little fact sheet that accompanied the proposed rule. See, here's the thing. This erosion they're talking about is actually the restoration of due process. I, I don't know if you've been paying much attention lately here, guys, but They've been attacking the First Amendment. They've been attacking the Second Amendment. They're attacking Title IX right now. And this is an assault on Title IX, by the way. I mean, this is literally the left continuing to fight their war on women because, as you see, Title IX was originally created for the the purpose of protecting women in women's sports, and now they're trying to do away with women in women's sports. So... 
despite all this, this is an attack on women's sports. This is an attack on women in general. Uh, they're red flag laws that they're trying to promote at the state level and incentivize the states to do it. Uh, and everything else they're doing right now, it's all an assault on your right to due process. All of it's interconnected with the same thing. And this, even the January 6th committee, it's about an attack on due process. We have people that are being held as political prisoners right now who entered into the Capitol building and just were silly enough to to follow a crowd. Many of these folks were not rioters. Many of these folks were not people that were engaging in damaging anything or putting graffiti anywhere or trying to steal Nancy Pelosi's laptop. Most of the people that entered the building, it was like a self-guided tour for most of them. And the Democrats want you to believe it's something far, far worse. But a lot of these people, especially some of the least violent, least dangerous among them, uh, they're the ones who have been held the longest. They've been locked up, and they're being treated like they're some type of terrible, terrible enemy of the state. Their due process has been eliminated because, you see, the problem here, when you're a political leftist and you're trying to tear down our constitutionally federated republic, they need to be able to subdue us. They need to be able to use the power of government to detain us, to silence us, to... to do whatever it is it takes to make us be quiet, and our rights to due process must be ended in order to make that a reality for them. That's what's going on. All right, real quick, before I run out of time this hour, and I am going to keep it to just one hour again tonight, so uh, no bonus material uh, for this particular uh uh, this particular broadcast uh, that is normally part of the usual for the podcast listeners. Quick shout out to uh, Republicans here in the great state of Tennessee. See, Tennessee Republicans moved this week to ask Governor Bill Lee to direct the Tennessee Department of Health to not promote or distribute the COVID vaccine for children under five. Letter authored by Representative Jason Zachary of Knoxville, just up the road from here, asked Lee to direct Tennessee Department of Health to halt distri distribution, promotion, or recommendation of COVID-19 vaccines for our youngest Tennesseans. That's a quote. It follows, of course, the Food and Drug Administration's recent approval of the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines for children between the ages of six months to five years. Now, Zachary disagreed, telling uh, news outlets, including the Daily Wire, you hear me mentioning them a lot tonight, that it was reckless and irresponsible to promote vaccinating this age group, saying that more research needed to be done. He also pointed out the low risk for young children to get seriously sick with COVID. Quoting here again, there is no emergency, especially in Tennessee. Again, you're talking about those who are at least risk for having hospitalizations or deaths related to the COVID virus. They are our least vulnerable Tennesseans when it comes to COVID. Now, as of Wednesday afternoon of this week, Zachary said that he had spoken with the governor's legislative director and general counsel about the letter, but had not yet heard back from the governor who was traveling. He characterized the initial conversations as favorable, 
but that Lee's team still needed more time to review the letter. Well, here, Governor Lee, here's what you need to review. These children are not at risk. Most children were never at risk. Most children who did get COVID back when we were dealing with the strains that were taking out a lot of older people and a lot of folks with multiple comorbidities. The children were usually fine. In fact, several times they'd have the virus and you wouldn't even know it. Children were not a primary vector in transmission either. So if they did get it, they didn't typically tend to as easily spread it as adults could. It's obscene that this vaccine, at a time when the, the COVID virus is pretty much done being dangerous to anybody, is now being pushed on small, small children when we still are seeing potential health risks that are involved. And it appears like the younger kids get vaccinated with these, uh, well, I'm using the word vaccinated, but get implanted with these jabs but the more likely they are to develop some type of health issue, especially over time if they get boosted. Small children should not have the jab, period. There's no reason. There's no medical reason to do it, even if the thing worked as promised. There's no need for it. And the risk makes it even more unnecessary. So, Governor Lee, I hope you become one of just many governors that say, hey, we get it. Uh, obviously, the federal government promised a lot of money to folks like Pfizer and Moderna, and you haven't quite met your quota yet, but we don't need it. That's going to have to be it for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so very much for staying with me through the entire hour. As always, I greatly appreciate your time. And uh, I want to remind you, we are still giving away a copy of The Woking Dead in early August. Uh, asking everybody now to just come over to Locals.com to look up the Tap into the Truth community and join the community for free. And you'll have extra opportunities to be involved with the drawing uh, for the books. Just please share a post on social media that you're active on, uh, that this show or I personally am active on. Be sure to tag me in some way so that I know that you've done it. Mention the show. Share the show page and where you listen to it. And maybe throw in something about The Woking Dead. You'll get a chance to be in the drawing. Sign up over at Locals to become a member. You'll get extra chances. Uh, what else could you ask for? All right. Uh, like I said, that's it. But remember, don't take my word for it. Definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort. And most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth uh that's it for now but a quick last message for joe biden this is tim tap let's go
Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.